Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Most of you know that I, in the fall, I help coach the Brookwood girls high school softball team. So last week we had our first game. We won 14 to 1. We're in our second game on Thursday, a region opponent. Things are rocking along fine. We're winning 2 to 1, going into the top of the seventh inning. We play seven innings. We're going out in the field. We're telling the girls, hey, three more outs, three more outs, three more outs, three more outs. We start the seventh inning, we're up two to one, things are cruising along, we're making routine plays, we're making, we're not making bonehead running mistakes and all that. The girls are dialed in, tuned in, and somehow, 30 minutes later, we went from winning two to one to losing 13 to two. Somehow. Now, in the sports world, if I'm describing that to you like I am right now, you would ask me, what happened in the seventh inning? And I would say one of two things. I would say, man, in the seventh inning, the wheels fell off. It's a sports saying. You know, imagine driving down the road 55, 65 miles an hour, and the wheels fall off. You can imagine the damage. So I normally say something like, well, man, I did tell somebody that the next day. The wheels just fell off. Another saying we have is, Describing that, we were cruising along, everything was fine, and then we had a train wreck. And in my head, when I make that statement, I'm thinking about trains coming from opposite directions, the same track, unaware, they have a head-on collision. You can imagine how horrible that would be. So that is one of the terms that in the sports world we 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 use when something like that happens. You go from here to there, either the wheels fell off or there was a train wreck. That seventh inning was a train wreck. In Jonah chapter 1, Jonah's life is a train wreck. The verses we read today, verses 4 through 12, Jonah's life is a train wreck. And some of you are listening right now. And your life is a train wreck. Some of you are going, well, my life is not a, like, my total life is not a train wreck. What about this? Some of you are going through a season in your life, and this season is a train wreck. You go, well, not really. Um, how many of y'all had a challenging week this past week? There are people listening right now that you would look back on your life this past week and go, man, this week was a train wreck. Does anybody bear witness yet? How many of you had a real bad day this past week? I did. Bad in my estimation. Everything was cruising along, and then next thing you know, the wheels fell off, and I had a train wreck. Anybody have a train wreck this past week? What do you do when you have a train wreck? What do you do when your day is a train wreck, or your week is a train wreck, or you wake up one day and you realize, my whole life is a train wreck. Remember the last two weeks 
When God gives you a second chance, take it. This week is this, if you remember nothing else. When your life is a train wreck, do not do what Jonah did. Jonah wanted to die. You go, no, he didn't. Chapter 4, verse 3. After Jonah came back to the Lord and cried out against Nineveh, the entire town came to repentance. Jonah's angry and said, this is going to tell you why Jonah ran. He goes, I knew if I did what you said, you'd save him. <laughs> That's what Jonah said. Go back and read it, Jonah chapter 4. I knew that if I did what you said, you would save him, and you saved him. I just wish I could die. Chapter 4, verse 8. God provides some shelter for Jonah. The next day a worm comes and eats through the leaf, and it's hot, and Jonah's discouraged, and Jonah says, I just want to die. After I read this, Early Tuesday morning, I was out and about, Tuesday or Wednesday, I was out and about in the community and ran across another guy who's a Christian who attends another church here in town, and he asked this question. Like, I don't remember the last time I've been asked this question. Like, how many times do you think it goes through Christians' minds that they want to die? Oh, you got to be kidding me, right? He goes, no. So I started going back to Jonah and pondering Jonah. The end of Jonah, Jonah came out and said, I, I, I want to die. Now in Jonah 1, he didn't say that, but follow me here. Follow me here. The storm is coming. Fear is running rampant. What should we do? Just throw me overboard. I'll be out of this. And you'll be out of this. That's different than saying, I want to die. And I realize this is real heavy this morning. But remember, I said when you go verse by verse, you can't skip over stuff. I believe we're here for a reason today. I believe there are Christians all over the world that may not be saying, I want to die. Though I think there are some that are saying that. Because their life is a train wreck. I believe there's a lot of Christians... We've talked to them to say things like, well, you know what? I just wish I could go to sleep and not wake up. I'd be in heaven. Everybody would be cool. We've heard folks say that, right? Yeah. Just wish I could. No desire to live. When your life becomes a train wreck, don't be like Jonah. So I went back earlier this morning and I was looking through Scripture and I, I found the following people in the Bible wanted to die. Rebecca prayed to die in Genesis 27 because of the hostility between her two sons. Now my wife didn't go that far, but when our son and daughter were little, uh, she came to me one day and goes, I just don't know, I just don't know how I can make it. They're they going to hate each other. They're going to, like, they, like, like, she put a whooping on him there for a while. I'm just kidding. They were like fighting, like, oh, baby, they'll be fine. If, if they make it through childhood, they'll be fine. I just don't know if I can make it. My kids grow up and don't, don't like each other. And then we had a wonderful day trip yesterday, you know, from here to Florida. And they were just like best buddies. 
But Rebecca, her sons had hostility to the point where she just said, I'd rather die than face life with my sons living in this hostility. Moses, the man of God. Moses led an entire nation out of bondage. And now they're in wandering through the wilderness and Jireh, the provider, every morning gave them manna, bread from heaven, and except for one day. And they had to get enough for one day to last two days and go back and read the story. Water every day to sustain them. And then they started complaining about they wanted meat. They're, we're not satisfied with what God's giving us. We want meat. We want meat. And Moses cries to God and says, just kill me. I want to die. I'm doing everything you told me to do, God. The, the complaining and they're not satisfied with what you're giving them. I just want to die. Numbers 11, 13 through 15. Moses said that. Solomon. We're reading Proverbs. Solomon. Writes about wine, wealth, and women, and wisdom. Solomon had it all. And Solomon looked back upon all his wine, all his wealth, all his women, all his wisdom. And twice in Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, vanity of vanity is life. There's nothing, there's nothing worth living for. Elijah, the prophet of God. After Carmel, Mount Carmel. The next day, he's in a cave. He's exhausted because he ran a marathon faster than the king's chariot could carry him. And then he thinks he's the only one serving God, so he goes and holds up in the cave, and Elijah prays and asks God to kill him right after a great spiritual victory. Job in chapter 3, verses 11 through 16. Now, Job hung in there, right? Read Job 11, 3 through 16. Job cursed the day he was born. Jeremiah, the other, another great prophet of God. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 14. Jeremiah also, he say, he, Jeremiah says, I forgot what it says in the Living Translation. It says he cursed the day he was born and said to God, don't bless it. Can you imagine getting to a point in your life where you say, I curse the day I was born and God don't bless it. You say, what's the point? The point is this. These, some of these are heroes of the faith. Brother Moses, Solomon, Elijah, Job, Jeremiah, Jonah. Even these great heroes of the faith got to a place in their life where either they wanted to die or it was okay with them if they just died. So, when life, your life is a train wreck, or the season of life is a train wreck, or a week in your life is a train wreck, or a day in your life is a train wreck, when you realize, all right, this is a wreck. If you'll take your papers and pens, however you do that, I'm going to give you some thoughts on 
how to survive and thrive through your personal train wreck. 